men naturally lose testosterone as they age, but there are ways to increase declining levels. My guest to tell us about this today is Dr. Charles Walker. He's a board-certified urologist with Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Dr. Walker, I'm so glad to have you on today. This is something that so many men and their partners deal with every single day. Before we talk about it, tell us what is testosterone and what is its role in the body? So, uh, you know, it's a simple question and an extremely uh, complex question as well. Um, testosterone is, is essentially the major uh, androgen uh, steroid hormone in men. And, uh, you know, it's something that's uh, pr- production of testosterone and the effects of testosterone begin uh, even uh, in, in utero. Um, and essentially what, what it does is it's responsible for, uh, you know, at the beginning of life uh, in utero for the development of, uh, of uh, male um, uh, organ systems. Um, so we call that virilization. And so right from really the first four to six weeks of development, we start to see, um, you know, the development of, uh, of the male uh, organs uh, internally uh, as well as externally uh, under the influence of testosterone. And throughout your life, it has many different roles. So, you know, it's responsible for development of secondary uh, characteristics, sex characteristics in men uh, as they go through puberty. And later on in life, in adulthood, it, it uh, maintains fertility. Uh, it's responsible for lean muscle mass development. Um, it's responsible for bone density. Um, and, and there are many other parameters uh, of health that we now believe are, are either directly or indirectly impacted uh, by testosterone. We can talk about that uh, in a little while. So that's essentially what it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's extremely important um, as a hormone uh, for men and, and for, their, for their health and well-being. As I said in my intro, Dr. Walker, that men lose testosterone as they age. So is this a natural part of aging? And how come, if it is, some men get low T and other men don't? Great question. Uh, So it is a natural part of aging. Um, We see this in men as they get older. Uh, And I think the, the question is, you know, why does that, you know, why does that happen? And, you know, it's not clear why some men are more likely to, to have lower testosterone levels while others uh, maintain testosterone levels. But a lot of it probably has to do with uh, the comorbidity uh, of other, you know, chronic diseases as men get older. And so, you know, other factors, other conditions, health conditions can affect testosterone production, uh, like obesity, uh, whether, you know, men have been treated for cancer in their life, uh, whether they have chronic illnesses uh, of, of of any kind. And so those can affect testosterone levels. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it's not always clear which men are going to, are going to, you know, uh, fall, uh, I guess, uh, develop low testosterone, but, but it clearly is, is something that develops uh, as men get older. Uh, and it is a natural part of aging. Uh, the other I think question is, are they going to be symptomatic from low testosterone or not? And I think that's something that uh, is really the important uh, issue when it comes to treating testosterone. 
Well, then let's talk about that. What are some of the signs and symptoms that they themselves or their partner might notice? And based on those symptoms, when is it time to see a doctor? So, you know, some of the most common symptoms are related to sexual uh, function and sexual health. Uh, So we see uh, erectile dysfunction, uh, particularly in younger men, uh, as well as uh, decreased sex drive or decreased libido. Uh, testosterone can affect um, your lean muscle mass. And so men may notice that they're having a harder time uh, maintaining lean muscle mass. They may notice that they've started to gain weight uh, as they get into their uh, 40s and 50s. Um, symptoms of depression um, or, de- you know, feelings of depression can be related to low testosterone. Uh, and also a little bit more controversial, but uh feelings of low energy uh, or symptoms of low energy and fatigue have also been associated with low testosterone, uh, you know, but the issue there is that there's a lot of other things that can also cause uh, those symptoms in men, uh, particularly as they, as they get older. And so uh, not always clear if that's directly related to testosterone, but that would be a sign that uh, should prompt men to ask their doctors about, about testosterone testing and possibly even a referral to a urologist or a men's health specialist. That's great advice. So tell us a little bit about diagnosis and some of the treatment options. Dr. Walker, we see these commercials, and for any number of treatments for low T, tell us about those that we're hearing about. Are they actual? Are they, you know, pushing medications? What are those commercials that we see? And tell us how you diagnose it. So that's a great question. You know, the, uh, I was reading a statistic uh, recently that uh, testosterone uh, prescriptions were, uh, had, had risen to such a high level in, in, in the last five years that it's now recognized as one of the top 150 medications prescribed. Uh, which is which is pretty significant. Um, so, you know, testosterone uh, has become, I think, a subject of a lot of interest, and we see a lot of prescriptions. We see a lot of uh, of, of advertising and marketing for testosterone products, um, and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, so, you know, I think that the first thing you have to do when there's a concern for low testosterone is is be evaluated by your doctor. And some primary care doctors uh, will are, are comfortable initiating that that workup. Uh, other times, uh, and they may just do a screening test, uh, and we can talk about that in a second. Or they may refer directly to a urologist or a men's health specialist or an endocrinologist. Um, so wherever you wherever you end up, uh, once you have identified a possible symptom of low testosterone, the physician is going to do a, typically a screening for low testosterone by testing your serum testosterone levels. And this is best recommended to be done in the morning. Okay, so we like to do this typically before uh, 11 or even 10 in the morning, and that's because testosterone levels fluctuate uh, throughout the day, uh, particularly in younger men. Uh, So we typically will do one screening test, and there's a number of different ways to test for testosterone. You can test the total testosterone, you can also test the free testosterone levels, uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that as well. 
But basically, uh, either a total or, or total and free testosterone is usually the test of choice for screening. And if that comes back uh, abnormally low, then we typically will repeat the test a second time. Uh, and once we have established and confirmed that there are two measurements that are below uh, the threshold that we recognize uh, to be the lower limit of the normal range, then uh, we say that low testosterone is present. And if you haven't had a referral at that point to a specialist, that would be the time to refer to a specialist for further evaluation. You know, the question about all of the marketing behind testosterone, I think, uh, in part uh, helps. I, I think is part of the reason why it's 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 become somewhat confusing about about uh, how to deal with this condition. Uh, and what ends up happening, I think, is that there's a lot of of men who are being treated with testosterone without having the appropriate evaluation, without having the appropriate testing, and getting the medication uh, from uh, from sources from medical sources that are probably not appropriate. Uh, and so I think that's the concern, and we have to be really careful and really vigilant about making sure that we go through the proper avenues to diagnose and treat low testosterone. So what are those proper avenues? Tell us about what you might choose as far as various treatment options and potential side effects, adverse effects of testosterone therapy. So is this always something you would use? What are some of the different types that you might look at? So that's a good question. Uh, and I think, you know, the first thing that I want to establish is that low testosterone, is, in fact, is present. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of controversy about that because the lab testing is so varied, uh, both in the types of tests that are used, you know, the way it's actually done in the laboratory. Uh, there's a lot of variability. There's also a lot of variability in, in terms of what we call the normal range. And so, Different labs use different reference ranges. Uh, and so some of the, uh, you know, organizations uh, in urology and endocrinology and andrology, which is, which is really the study of, of male sexual uh, health and reproduction, have, you know, really made uh, a concerted effort to recognize some, some uh, universal measurements that we recognize as being cutoffs for low testosterone. So I think the first thing you have to do is really establish that you're really seeing a patient with low testosterone. You've repeated the test. You've demonstrated that it's present. The second thing is to demonstrate that, in fact, there are symptoms. And the first thing I want to do is try to rule out potentially treatable causes. Uh, and so that could be anything from, you know, chronic opioid use to chronic illness. Uh, you know, we can even see you know, low testosterone with, with daily marijuana use. And so there are things that people will come to us and we want to establish, is there something that we can change that can, that can uh, improve these levels? Uh, weight loss, for example, in our obese patients. Uh, so, you know, there are things that I think are, are correctable without even putting people on treatment. And so once we've established and ruled out those types of things, uh, you know, men can also have endocrinological abnormalities such as high prolactin. Uh, and high prolactin levels are something that we see uh, in, in people that have certain endocrine diseases. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we've assessed them for all of these potentially treatable uh, causes for low testosterone. Once we've established that, you know, we've ruled those things out, we clearly have low testosterone levels present, and we have patients with symptoms. 
then we can have the conversation about how to treat uh, how to treat the low testosterone. And there's many many different ways to do it. You know, there are uh, topical therapies that range from you know gel based therapies that are applied to the skin to patches, creams. Uh, there are injections, uh, testosterone injections that can be given in the office, and also patients can be educated how to do that themselves. Uh, we have implants that can be put in uh, underneath the skin. Uh, there, can, there are formulations that can be put uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the mouth that can dissolve into the lining of the mouth uh, and also the nasal passages. So there's many different ways to treat testosterone. And I don't know that there's one way that's better than the other. I think it, it really needs to be individualized to the patient. Uh, also, the starting levels of testosterone and how far you have to go to get to the goal. Uh, and so those sorts of things figure into the, rec- you know, the treatment that we ultimately recommend. Um, another, another consideration is, you know, are, are these men who are at an age where they want to um, conceive children, you know, and, and is fertility uh, an important consideration? Uh, because there are other treatments that we can actually give to men with low testosterone that can preserve their, their fertility. Um, so that, that, I think, covers the, the issue of, of treatment. You asked also about side effects. And so one of the major side effects of low testosterone uh, treatment is infertility. And so in men that are uh, at an age where they are interested in fertility, we have to advise them, uh, importantly, that, uh, that uh, uh, testosterone treatment can actually lead to infertility. Uh, other side effects uh, range from... Uh, you know, liver effects of, of the of, of therapies that are injected. Uh, and so we talk about liver toxicity. That's a fairly rare, uh, a fairly rare um, side effect, and one that typically only happens in men that have uh, fairly significant liver disease, but it's one that we have to talk about as well. Um, we uh, clearly recognize that the blood count um, can go up, uh, when we give men testosterone, and so we have to carefully monitor their red blood cell count, which we call the hematocrit, and that's something that uh, is a is a clearly established side effect of, of testosterone therapy. Men can develop uh, acne um, or kind of have increased oil production in the skin glands, and so that's something that uh, is is a side effect that we recognize uh, as well. If men have sleep apnea. Um, prior to starting treatment, and actually they should be screened for that before you, before you start treatment, you can see worsening uh, of sleep apnea. Uh, and there's a number of other things that uh, certainly uh, are, have, been, have been identified uh, but, but remain controversial. And so those things would include uh, risk, cardiovascular risk. And so that's something that um, has been identified uh, it, it seems to be at this point that while it's still inconclusive, the overwhelming uh, evidence on this would seem to suggest that there's a very low cardiovascular risk associated with testosterone therapy. Um, and the other issue that's somewhat controversial is the issue of prostate cancer. Uh, and that's actually, I mean, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole interview and conversation unto itself. But the one thing I'll say about prostate cancer is that the one place where we really need to be concerned, I think, is in men who have prostate cancer, uh, who uh, either have not been treated for prostate cancer or whose cancer has come back 
uh, and has potentially spread to distant sites. Those are men who would be at greatest risk for, you know, worsening of prostate cancer um, with testosterone therapy. Uh, so those are a number of, of, of the common side effects uh, that we see, and there are, and there are more, but that's just to list uh, list uh, some of the some of the big ones. Wow, so much great information to think about as we wrap up. Give us your best advice for when you want men and their partners to think about getting in to see you, what you want them to know about this naturally occurring process that does happen in many men as they age, and if there are any ways to naturally boost their testosterone level, what you would like them to know in the last few minutes here. Okay, sure. Um, and I just, I chuckle only because it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's one of these things that you, know, you can speak to patients about for, for a long time. Uh, so I'll try to boil it down. Um, so the main thing is, I think that men should be aware that uh, if they are having, you know, symptoms of, uh, you know, sexual dysfunction of any, of any kind, whether it be erectile dysfunction or uh, decreased libido, um, if they're having difficulty maintaining lean muscle mass, uh, if uh, they experience low energy or symptoms of depression, um, any any of those, uh, and certainly um, if they're found to have to be at risk for for low bone density, so you know any of those things would be things that I think uh, should prompt men that they need to be screened. So I think screening is important. I think doctors need to screen men uh, who come in with 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 any of these conditions. Um, once you've been established to have low testosterone, it's really important to have, you know, to see it's a specialist, whether it be a men's health specialist, urologist, or endocrinologist, and really have an important discussion about whether or not treatment's indicated and what your options are. So that's all extremely important. Uh, and, and I think that uh, men have to be careful about going uh, outside of the, of the recommended avenues for diagnosis and treatment of testosterone uh, deficiency because they can get into trouble there um, uh, if they do that. Um, and in terms of, you know, how do we boost a testosterone naturally? You know, I think the most important thing is we have to really try to maintain uh, good good overall health through diet and exercise. You know, obesity is related uh, to low testosterone uh, and, and is a cause for low testosterone. Um, you know, chronic opioid use uh, uh, is is a risk factor so and that's obviously um, a major a major epidemic in the country right now uh, but but certainly reducing things that uh, or reducing the incidence of things that have been shown to reduce testosterone has to be uh, first and foremost in terms of how men can help themselves uh, and so staying healthy uh, you know, exercising and uh, and maintaining a healthy diet are all things that are extremely important for, you know, being able to actually maintain higher natural levels of testosterone. Uh, and I encourage men not to overlook the importance of that. It's great information. So important for men to hear. Dr. Walker, thank you so much for joining us. And that wraps up this episode of Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Head on over to our website at MontefioreSLC.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, as I did, and I'm going to have my husband listen to it, please share with your friends and family and share on your social media. And be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. 
I'm Melanie Cole.